Welcome back to Off the Rails with your host, DJ, and Case. And damn, it's been a minute. Yeah, it has. It's been a minute. This is the longest break we've had. Yeah. Actually, since we started podcasting. And it happened at a real crucial time, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all kinds of crazy yeah, stuff. Yeah, and, and the holidays, <clears throat> and you were having car troubles, and I'm yeah. working Tuesdays. Like, it's, what, what, yeah. there's no way to really link it up. Yeah. But I will say this. I listened to our last podcast. So when we were last hit you guys up, over about three and a half weeks ago now, DJ wasn't feeling good about where his NFL team was doing. <laughs> Things weren't going well. Things oh, weren't. Man. He wasn't. He wouldn't. Wasn't getting the. He had no faith in his coaches. Yeah. He wasn't absolutely. seeing the play out of his quarterback. He wanted to see. So all I can say is, what a difference three weeks can make. No because doubt. DJ, where are you at with your team now? Oh, man, I think we could win Sunday. <laughs> like legit. Like I think we could beat the Bears. Yeah. Like, uh I don't think, I'm not going to say I think we will, but man, if we beat him, it wouldn't surprise me at all. The one that would, like, here's my dream scenario, though, like, if this happened, and if this happens, because it could, um, my dream scenario would be to play the Cowboys in the NFC Championship and then play the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. That would be amazing right yeah, there. Yeah, that would write itself. Though. Yeah. You know that, what I mean? That would be amazing right there. But, um,. And, and I'll tell you what, dude, I'm going to tell you right now, and you have my word, you'll have me on recording saying this, if it happens again, uh, I'll get a giant number nine on my back. I swear to God I will, dude. If Nick if, Foles... Oh, if he does it again, if yeah. he does it yeah, again, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll get a giant number nine on my back. I don't... Yeah, yeah <laughs> you, you would owe that to him. Yeah, man, he's a... He... So, for catch everyone up. Basically, Carson Wentz was—it was revealed he was playing with an injury, which yep. explained a little bit of his tentativeness and his, his not using Step, his mobility. Yeah, that his escapability and not stepping in the throws, throwing flat-footed all so the time. So they they pulled him finally, and in steps Nick Foles, and Nick Foles did the same thing last year and, and won a, won a chip with it. Yeah. So it happened different though this time. It did happen different uh, this last, time. Last time he was Carson playing great. Was he the was, MVP they, basically yeah. of the league? Nick steps in, and it's a slow start. You know what I mean? Those first couple games were dicey. One with defense and low scores, and he did enough. You know what I mean? And then he got hot in his last two games of the year. Amazing. Played amazing in those two games. Um, Then this time, the offense was horrible. Uh, The only scored 30 points one time the whole year uh, against the Giants. Um, Nick Foles comes in and does it in his first two games. So, like, immediately the offense went from, and I'm like, why isn't anybody getting open? Why, why, well, I mean, what is going on? Nick, evidently people were open. Just, you know, the, the way everybody says it is like Wentz was trying to, you know, force things and make huge plays when he could have just, I know, I have noticed it a few times. He did it in, in the Panthers game. Uh, he tried to force the ball to Alshon in double coverage when he could have hit Wendell and got the first because uh, it was wide open, you know what I mean? And then we get a whole new set of downs inside the 10, you know. Instead, that was third down, you know what I mean? Now it's fourth down and he gets sacked and we yeah. lose the game. You know, if he hits Wendell Smallwood, we get a first down. Now we got four cracks at the end zone. He wanted to force it to Alshon. Like, those things like that were like, what the... You know, I didn't. I didn't get it. You know, I think he was forcing too much, man. So, and uh, Nick Foles just came in and just like hit the open guy. He, you know, and, and then when there's a big shot there, he takes it. You know, but he doesn't try to force it and take sacks. You know, Wentz took sacks and fumbled because of it. You know, uh, 
But Nick Foles is amazing, dude. He, he tied another NFL record. Yeah, yeah. He 25 consecutive completions. But you know the difference between Nick's and uh, I can't. I don't know who held. I think it might be Flood. I can't remember who holds up. But I tell you who did hold it not too long ago was Donovan. But Donovan did it in two games. Yeah. So it was consecutive. Passes. I know Phil Sims had the record for a while for the one game. There's also a playoff yeah. game when Phil Sims did it. Okay. Uh, Nick Foles did it in one game. 25 yeah. uh, straight completions without a – and, dude, he – You have, can't do that on practice on air. That's hard. You know what I'm saying? Not to let the ball touch the carpet. Doug tried to set him up to break the record because Doug ran a little play where Aguilar was in the back like a split backs, so you know what I mean? And he was lined up like he was a – a running back, and he just ran straight to the flat, and they threw it straight to him, and he fucking dropped it, man. I was pissed, dude. Like, dude, you got to fucking bring that, that in. That has summed that dude up, though. Yeah, I know. Well, the very next play, he catches it and scores a touchdown on it. You know what I mean? So they ran it two times in a row. But, man, Doug, the reason Doug called that play, because it's an easy completion. Yeah, yeah. He wanted it's a long Nick handoff, to, basically. Yeah, he wanted yeah. Nick to break it, clearly, with that play call. That's what I said, you know what you, I mean? You and, told me a pretty astounding stat from... Uh, Malcolm Jenkins? Malcolm Jenkins. Dude, uh, like, that is... A dude in his 30s doing that's amazing. His 10th season, or maybe 11th. So he's like 33 years old, something like that? Mm-hmm. For him to play every single yep. snap. Every single defensive snap the Eagles took this year, Malcolm Jenkins was on the field for it. Plus, he plays special teams. Which is unheard of for veterans, period. I know, but we do it a lot, actually. Uh, we're weird. Uh, we play a lot of veterans on special teams. He doesn't have a lot of starters. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah quality. Mm-hmm. You want quality, you got to put quality players out there. You yeah, know what I mean? we did. We, we had a stretch where we were three years in a row. We had the number one special teams overall, like as far yeah. as like punt returns, punt return yardage given up. I'm sure there's a correlation yeah. to that too. And we had a ton of returns too. Yeah, uh, I would take my dude, uh, my special teams guy over anybody, yeah. man. Uh, his name's Dave Phipp. He's outstanding, and he stays at special teams. That's what I want Jim Schwartz to do. Like, just stay defensive coordinator. Fuck them head you coaching jobs. I know, I know. It just happens every year. NFL coordinator guy. See, here, here's coordinator the thing, guy always gets the crack. The Cowboys uh, don't have that problem. Rod Marinelli is firmly a defensive coordinator. You know, they're not going to have that problem where Jim Schwartz has that ambition. I don't think Rod Marinelli has it, man. I think that 0-16 season. I think, I think he knows. Oh, yeah, he's had to yeah, face the ball out, and he's like, dude, yeah. just let me stick to my wheelhouse. Exactly. Like Some Dick guys LeBeau. do that. Dick LeBeau, long time. Jim Johnson, we had one on lock. Mm-hmm. He, health took him, you know. And he wouldn't be doing it by now anyway. He'd be in his 80s, yeah. you know. But yeah, well, that's a, you're right, man. It's a, it's a thing. i got another stat for you, though. When Peterson was hired, do you remember all the other coaches on yes, the free agent market? Yes, they're all fired. Bob he, McAdoo, he, Gase, yeah, Adam Gase, Hugh Jackson. Yep. He was seven out of seven ranked. Yeah, uh, yeah. he's the only one with the gig still. And he's got a ring already. Dude's three years. And he's, he's got a ring. He's the only one with the yeah, He's got a ring. He's the only one Been with the job. Been to the playoffs twice now. Yeah. Yeah. His his record's got to be pretty good. He went 13-3 and three last year. He went 9-7 and seven this year. And he went 7-9. and nine. The first year, so he's had one losing season. But even that seven and nine is not the worst thing ever. I mean, it's not four and twelve. <laughs> no, no, we, we just went seven, eight, and one, and that feels. So, dude, I was super close to predicting uh, your. Uh, I predicted eight and eight. I had seven and nine. Yeah, I know you did. You did. 
I do want to go back and listen to our predictions from before yeah. the season. We wrote them down, didn't we? We wrote them down and we recorded them. I think that was the old style recording, though, so they're not going to... Yeah, but I know I've got them in a notebook somewhere around here. I'll yeah. have to look for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we, we, we definitely we did that. Down, yeah. We definitely went for that. But, um, okay. So, DJ's team's in the playoffs. He's, feel, yeah. he's invigorated. He doesn't feel like he felt three weeks ago. And I'll say this, just looking from the outside, other than the Saints in the NFC right now, Golf playing like shit. Gurley's yep. not really playing. All of a sudden, the Rams don't feel like yep. they did four weeks ago. Yep. You know, they after actually that Kansas City game, they kind of they slowly came back to earth. Yeah. Even though that game was amazing. Yeah. But from that moment, they, that was like their high water mark, and yeah. now they're starting to recede. You know, and uh, Kansas City too. They've been on a, a, a yeah. down. They, look, they, they, they lost Cream Hunt. Man, that hurt. You man. look human. You know, yeah, yeah, no, dude, that's a huge part of their offense. They were terrifying. No, nobody week, wants to talk about it. About week five, ain't nobody wanted to fuck with the Chiefs, man. Yeah, it, yeah. it was crazy. And he ended up throwing fifty touchdowns, didn't he? Yeah, he did. That's amazing. He did. Dude. He's MVP of the league this year, in my yeah. opinion. I mean, he is. You, they might give it to Drew though, too, because they might. They, they might. they they don't act like it sometimes. They sometimes do it. it is a lifetime achievement award. It is every now and again. You'll see it later in a guy's career if he has a resurgence. Not that Drew ever went anywhere, but the last two years weren't really Drew Brees-like this year. Did Brett get it that year with Minnesota? I don't believe so. When he threw 38? Man, he should have. No, that was in 2009? Is that 2009? He left. He left. 06 was his last season in Green Bay. So then the next year he's in New York. Nah, he was in Green Bay still in 07, I think. Okay, then 07 then was his 08, last year. he was in New York because I lived up on the hill and that was 2008. Well, his last game, his last game for the, it was against the Giants the year the Giants beat the New England. Yep. That was his yep. last game. Yep, for Green Bay, yeah, which was 2007. So, yeah. Um, so then 08, so yeah, 09. 09 was that first year 09. in Minnesota when they were murdering it. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I got to have to look it up. Because they beat the Cowboys in the playoffs that year, they smashed yeah. them and ran up the score at the end, threw right. a touchdown on fourth down. I loved it. <laughs> well, transition now. Yeah, to where I'm at with football. Now, when you last spoke to me, I was super optimistic. I yeah. felt great. There was an outside shot if we won all of our games and everybody for lost. Well, none of that shit happened. I feel way better about my team now than I did three weeks ago. Yeah. Way the fuck better. Dude, I almost think you should think about hiring Greg Williams, dude. Yeah, no, it's uh, an option. It's an option. Um, he won five games. <laughs> he did. He did. He didn't do it. I mean. I know. I don't think you would have won. No, but they, I don't I bet all how much that's Haley to calling the offense. Because I'll tell you right now, if Freddie Kitchen's calling offense, we're dealing. Yeah. Same players. We're, who the fuck wants to play the Browns? Line up. Because you're, you're going to look dumb a couple times. Six out, man, that son of a bitch, I'll never I'll never be as happy to be as wrong about a player in my entire yeah, life man. as this kid. Every game, I'm fucking, and I know what I'm looking at. I keep seeing him. Every game he does something else. The one touchdown he threw uh, the down, it, you know, it was right in the back of the end zone. That was beautiful. To Perriman? Yeah. He, makes, he yeah. made at least six throws during that game. But I'm telling you, there ain't five other quarterbacks that can even make the throw. How's he see it? His his eyes. He, was, he wasn't, he struggled in this game, particular game, throwing to his left. Which leads me to believe there's something going on injury-wise. that he's And he'll never cop. He'd yeah. never be like, well, my ribs are busted or whatever. But throwing to his left, he was a little off this game. But, dude, there are... The, 
he's the top ten quarterback right now today. Yeah. As a rookie, he broke the record. He has twenty seven touchdown passes. You know how many Peyton had as a rookie? How many? Twenty six. You know how many interceptions Peyton had as a rookie? A bunch. Twenty seven. Yeah. Baker's I, got fourteen. Yeah, man. That's great right there, man. And you don't have Marvin Harrison and, Mar- and Marshall Falk behind him either. But let's just be real about yeah. it. You know what I mean? So he's already – I'm not saying sky's the limit. I think Baker's already closer to his ceiling. I think he came in the league because of all of his experience in college because he played four straight years. I mean, yeah. not straight, but four full years where he also redshirted a year. All that experience, man, yeah. he is up up to his, – not his ceiling, but like – his prime's only a year or two away. It ain't yeah. like it ain't like he runs away till he's twenty seven or twenty eight. By the time he's twenty five, he's going to be the, what he is. Yep. You know what I mean? He's so, he gets it. He gets it. And I'll tell you what, man. His arm, his arm's nice. His accuracy, though, his accuracy is top top five in the league. His nutsack is top five <laughs> in the league. He'll make some fucking plays out there. I would argue his arm strength is top it's, five. It, it might be. It, it, it might he's be. Got a he's cannon, up there dude. with it. When it lets go, dude, it just. Whoo, but I'll tell you what, I guarantee you some of these completions, are, the DB's not even guarding that throw because who the fuck's going to, oh, they did it. Yeah. Son of a bitch did it. That dropping over the shoulder shit. That, yeah, man. Did you see the one skipped off fucking, did you see how, did you see any of our game? No. Okay. I heard about that. <laughs> they were kicking our ass. They were owners. Yeah, they were I pushing the us score. all over the field. I'll touch on Lamar Jackson in a minute. But they're pushing us all over the field. They're owning us on offense. They are just running it at will and there's not, we're on roller skates. It felt like they were coming downhill. Now, I'm talking about 20, 30-yard chunks like that running the ball. All the momentum in the world's against us. They're up 20-7. to seven. Goal line on the one. Lamar jumps up, sticks the ball to go over the end zone. We pop it out. Yes, the, the Jabril Peppers play. Okay. Yes. They called it a touchdown, and it wasn't. So they had to go back and review, and he never got in. We kicked the ball, but we don't get the touchdown. We just get the ball on the seven where it was recovered. The very next play... Mayfield throws a dime to Jarvis Landry, known within 20 yards of him. It goes off his face mask. I mean, it was an over the shoulder, so he looks back to get it, and it literally bounces. And there is nobody. It would have been uh, a 93-yard touchdown and a swing in momentum. A, we, they stole a touchdown from us. The refs did. Yeah. And we only lose by two, so you can do the math. You know what I mean? Yes. But then we drop a touchdown, and, make, and Baker still fought to get down that field. And we missed the field goal at the end of that possession. Oh, man. If we have Baltimore's kicker... We got us. We're a second seed. That's how. That's the difference in this league right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? How close we are. Yeah. And so far away at the same time. You know, a couple plays here or there. Man, that's up with us, man. We could be. We could be ten and six too, and we could really be twelve and four. And I know that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. But we could have won both the Cowboy games. Both of them, we could have won. The second one was overtime. We didn't even get a possession. Um, and the first one went down to the wire to the very end of the game. And the Tennessee game was the game we had a 17-point lead in the second half. The Carolina game, we had a 17-point lead in the fourth quarter with uh, 11 minutes to go. You think you for sure got that game right? Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've done nothing, yeah, and, and we let them come back. So the, those are four games right there you could put that could have went our way easily, you know what I mean? But is what it is, you know. Uh Sucks though. God, it makes me hate Corey Graham. Like I hate him. Like I like I hate Wendell Smallwood for one play from all the way back in 2016 because he hasn't made up for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I forgive Aguilar. He, he he's you know now he's playing really good right now. He had two touchdowns this weekend. So 
Yeah, it's weird how players could do that for you, though. Like, yeah. they could redeem themselves. Jeremy Macklin dropped a game-winning touchdown, I don't know, probably around 2010 or 11. Can't remember. It was when Michael Vick went back to Atlanta for us, but it was a big deal because Mike Vick was playing against Atlanta. He got hurt and went out of the game. The whole place was booing him, and he was pointing up at the scoreboard on the way out. And then Atlanta retook the lead. Mike Kafka drove us down the field, dude, and got us in the red zone, dude, and hit Jeremy Macklin right over the middle. Macklin had, was sliding to his knees, hits him right in the hand, squirts out, game over. If he catches that, if he brings that in, that's the game. I hated him for the yeah. rest of that season, dude. I fucking hated Macklin. Totally made up for it later, you know what I mean? But some guys don't. Some guys do some bullshit, and you're, you just hate them forever, you know? Like, they were talking about Marcus Smith, this bum we drafted a few years ago in the first round. And uh, he plays for the Redskins now. And somebody joked and said, uh, it's, his it's the Marcus Smith revenge game. And I'm like, revenge for what? You're drafting you too You're high the one and that paying screwed you us. too yeah. much? Yeah, you screwed us. Like, I just, we just gave you we way more money. We should kick the shit money. out of you. Yeah, you robbed us, dude. <laughs> like, revenge for what? Yeah. You know, like, fuck you. I can actually say this this season. I don't hate any of my players. I didn't come. I wouldn't. I mean, the kicker or kicker sucks. We picked him up middle of the season after we already cut another kicker. We definitely need a kicker, but I'm not blaming. All kickers suck. When the unless you got one of those pillar dudes, yeah, they're all fucking hit or miss. You know what I mean? Like, and even then, they can fall off. Like damn, I, I would have thought that Cowboys was going to have one for a decade. Damn Bailey. Yeah, yeah, he looked like he was, was about to be amazing, dude. And now that motherfucker, he's been cut off two teams. I know that's crazy. That's how it goes, though. So we don't have we don't have a guy right now. We we did have we, at one point in time we had Phil Dawson. We had that position locked down to the point where we even franchised that dude one year, two yeah. years actually in a row. The, the the max you can before you have to pony up or let go. You know what I mean? We yeah. don't have a kicker, so we got to get that figured out. But we're so fucking close. We're just a few positions, and not even like mate, not even like overhauls, like where we got to throw a bunch of money at somebody. We just need to upgrade through the draft, a couple free agents here or there, and. That's our fucking division next year, man. That's our fucking division. Yeah. Baker Mayfield is Jon Snow. Motherfucker's going to be king of the <laughs> north. King of the fucking north, That's dude. That's sweet, man. <laughs> and, and, and it's not facetious. It ain't just like hope, wishful thinking. We're young as shit. Mm -hmm. Like the youngest team in the league with tons of... And there's going to be turnover. Who The coach thing is going to be what fucks us the most or gives us the most. This next decision that Dorsey makes determines our ceiling. Our floor is going to be pretty high because of six. Yeah. We're not going to lose a ton of games because we have six. I mean, him being out there, and we're going to be in most games. Oh, man, he's going to be so much better next year. I know, year. dude. That's what it's, so if we get that coach that could take us that next level, the, the, it's not unrealistic to think Super Bowl's in our future. I can say that. Yeah, man. Not to, our window is open. The window's here. we got the quarterback. we got yeah. the little it's pieces in place. It's exciting, too, man. It's exciting. We both have young quarterbacks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now, this shit that's going on with me right now, who knows what's going to happen. But in my point of view, I think we'll probably end up losing in the playoffs, and obviously Wentz will be the guy. But if Foles won another one, it's you a hell gotta, of a problem to have, ain't it, buddy? It's a great problem to have. I'll take it, too. Mm -hmm. I'll take it. I would sacrifice Wentz's career for if you another you the one. ring. For another one, back to back, yeah, I'd deal with it. Well, look, just maybe what takes another decade to find one, because that's about as long as it took. We got rid of Donovan in um, 11. So it's 08, so I guess it took us, what was that, seven years? 
Yeah, you had a good season on Mike in the middle. Yeah, there. yeah, I had a good season on Nick Foles, man. Yeah, uh, twenty five and four. Yeah, we it? went yeah. ten and six. Uh, won the division. Went to the playoffs. <laughs> lost to the Saints. Lost to Drew Brees. Ain't, the, ain't a shame in that. Yeah, Darren Sproles returned uh, a punt in that game for them. By the way, yeah, yeah, not yeah, for yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that won them the game. They walk out on the field, kick the game-winning field goal because of it there. But Drew, I'm not saying Drew couldn't have drove down, but wasn't a high-scoring game either. It was like 21 to 24. Those are the ones you got to beat Drew in. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's how we when we lost to them this year when we should were a kicker away. Yeah, but when we lost to them, we we held them to like 19 points. Yeah, you should win. You got to win that game. Yeah, you hold Drew Brees to 19 points. Yes, you got to win. You got to win that yep. game. Yeah, I would. You know, I'm not looking forward to if playing them if we do um but if we do i hope we win man because i would love to rub it back in their face because they ran the score up on us and i think it was cheap dude considering our number one corner was a guy that was would not even be in the lineup when you told me the dude's name the one kid's name crevion leblanc that's real that's crazy yeah crevion leblanc no disrespect no disrespect that Sound like some made up Hangle McCrinkleberry shit from fucking Key and Peel. Yeah, what I mean, when I said when you said uh, I was talking about the Sullivan brothers, the two DBs, and uh, you were like, you got two brothers that are DBs. You was like, that's pretty cool. I should have been like, no, it ain't. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I should have said because those guys suck, man. And uh, but yeah, I mean, think about that though, dude. Think about going up against the Saints. And our number one corner isn't even our fourth. No, he ain't even our fourth. So if we're in our dime package... He should be on a practice squad. He should be on a practice squad. You feel me? So I got four dudes out there that... And Malcolm Jenkins. And Malcolm Jenkins. Jenkins. <laughs> he flipped off Drew, uh, uh, Sean Payton in that game. You heard about that, didn't no, you? No, I didn't. Malcolm no. Jenkins fucking walked off the field and flipped Sean Payton the bird, dude. Yeah, let me know how he feels about it. Yeah, man, fuck him, dude. You ran the score up on a bunch of practice squad guys. Now, that doesn't excuse us only scoring a touchdown, 48-7, to but they don't have to fucking put up 48 points on yeah. us and set a record for the worst ass whooping for a Super Depending Bowl champion. Super Bowl champion. Caught us, they caught us at a time when we were just down and out. And we had to play them in their house. I mean, we, we, we had to go to L.A. We had to go there. I mean... That's what happens to you, though. You, yeah, it is. You it know? is. I agree with it, too. That that's I'm fine with because everybody gets their turn. Except yeah, for yeah. I hope the Cowboys What division do you play next again. year? And then, I have no idea. Well, I mean, you're going to play the Vikings automatically because they're a second-place team in their division. You're going to play the uh, Seattle Seahawks if they finish second in their division. And you're going to play uh, who's the Panthers? Is that the second-place team in the South or the Falcons? One of those two teams are probably second place in their division. You got to do all that tour. Mine. The only one of those I don't like is the Seahawks. We can't beat the Seahawks. Yeah, we, we, we play the Seahawks beat... next year in Cleveland. I'm going to try to go to it. Yeah. Because so I can check that off my list of teams because they only come every, once every eight years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I, I uh, can't. We can't beat the Seahawks. We haven't yeah. beat the Seahawks since 2008, man. Uh, and I remember the specific gaming because it was. Brent Selleck's breakout game, man. Swear to God, dude, he balled out that day. And I specifically remember the guys calling the game saying, on an offense that has Donovan McNabb and Brian Westbrook and Deshaun Jackson, Brent Selleck, of all people, is the the star of the game. You know, it was like, you know, it was a big deal, like, to them, you know. And uh, 
sure enough, man, from, from that point, from that moment on, dude, he became a staple for a fucking decade, dude, you know? Selleck's he's not, easy to root for, dude, though. Yeah. He's, he's a lunch pal dude. Yep, yep. He ain't flashy. Yep. He's going to get uh, dwarfed and forgotten because Ertz, he, he left. It's, it's the way, like, Andre Waters to Brian Dawkins. Nobody ever remembers uh, and Wes Hopkins, both were good, two good safeties, man. They were they were good, but Eagles fans don't remember them because they let they were before Doc and once you know. And it's same with Malcolm. He's he's good as Malcolm is. He's still not. He's got a. It's like Trent Cole, you know. Yeah. He's a great player for us, but Reggie is who you think of, you know. That's just how, how it is. Yeah, it's how history works. Though. It is. Yep. It is. Yeah, you know, got Achilles and shit. You want them to remember your name. You gotta. Unless you're the Bears. I'll say that because it's like Erlacher, Butkus, and then you told me about Bill George. Yeah, you Bill know? George, Mike Singletary. Oh, I didn't even think about Singletary. Like for real, who do you who do you pick out of those guys? Like, like you know, so just no name alone. I'm taking Butkus because his name's Dick Butkus. I forgot we haven't uh, finished our numbers. No, uh, no, we've, we've, got to we've been that. slipping. Yeah, we've, we've been, been slipping. slipping on that one. I forgot about it till just now because I was just about to make another suggestion. Uh, I would like to do. Your all-time uh, roster, you know what I mean? Like, who would the Bears' starting middle linebacker be if you were going to make theirs? I'm gonna say Dick Buckus. Dick Buckus, just because of the name and how yeah. big his name is. Yeah, that's that's pretty. Uh, that, that that would be such a hard one to pick for most teams. It ain't, you know. For most teams, it's like bam, you know. Yeah, with yeah, the you, Ravens, wonder, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, yeah they they, they could C.J. Mosley can go to. Three all, he could be all pro four or five more times. It ain't gonna matter. No, you're not Ray Lewis. It don't matter. Yep. <laughs> yeah, you're not Ray. Um, speaking of the Ravens, so playing them and watching what they're doing with Lamar Jackson, phenomenal athlete. That kid's a phenomenal athlete. They're gonna get him fucking murdered though. That kid is. Everybody's like, this is gonna be the the duel in the AFC North for years to come. The fuck it is. Lamar Jackson ain't gonna be here three years. You can't <laughs> run the ball like that. Just because we didn't make you pay, so someone's gonna make you pay, man. Mm -hmm. Because you're gonna get to hit that kid eight to twelve times a game minimum. Make him count. Yeah. Get him on his elbows. You. He's the quarterback out there just taking shots. And we yeah, we, we we put some licks on him. But someone's gonna end him. Yep. It's gonna take. He's gonna get through that line, and a defensive tackle's gonna come cross traffic and hello he nod his ass. Yep. You. I was just. You can't do that to your. your they're doing this at his expense. It's weird. It's like they're jeopardizing short-term success for a long... You drafted well, this kid well, in the first round. Here's the thing, man. Uh, Harbaugh had to win games. Man. Yeah. yeah so no, and he's but, like, I need my job. You're but now that you got this job, you're going to... Because Flacco's out. I mean, he's going to go to Jacksonville or Washington or wherever he goes. He's yeah. going somewhere. I mean, someone's going to play Flacco to come. Who's the hottest quarterback... Uh, free agent quarterback coming out you think this year it's got to be Nick Foles right it was he was the only one to one year deal to come back um yeah he was he signed a two-year deal two years ago so and you uh, guys paid him in the offseason we did pay him uh but uh we didn't uh we gave him just more money as all you didn't we extend did. the no we didn't extend up? it we just gave him more money it'll it's, probably Foles then I'll say here's here no 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 here, uh, what it is is it's an option Foles has the option to stay next year or to go. Uh, okay, and depending on how it turns out, though, he might not be the one going. If he does, if lightning strikes twice, if he does it again. Uh, if he does, you it guys again, are going to roll the carpet for him. There's no way you don't. I can't believe you wouldn't, right? You have to. You'd have to. If he's done it to you, for you two, 
the fact he's done it once, most teams would have. Jeff Hostetler got a big deal from Oakland. Like you, when you win, you know what I mean. Like uh-huh. someone's going to give unload the bank account. Here's what I. Here's one thing I I would uh, not like um, if he went to the Giants, man. Because I don't think Nick Foles can go to a shitty team like when he went to St. Louis and make a shitty team good. But I think you can, he can go make to a place a, where the pieces already in place. Like the Giants would be the perfect place because they could get Nick Foles and draft a great lineman. You know what I mean? And win right now. You know what I mean? Like they could do that two moves right there and be in a position to win right now. Yeah. You know, with the Odell, Saquon. The tight end, Sterling Shepard, Evan Sterling, Ingram. Yes. Yeah, no, they're not. Yeah, I mean, they're not you put and then give give Foles protection. Give him those guys to use to get the ball out to because that's what he does. And he takes shots. He'll take shots, dude. He's ta- dude. That's what he'll stand. That's what Odell right gets him. mad about is every now and again he wants you to take a chance on him. Yeah. You know, just because I'm just because the guy's next to me, don't mean I'm covered. Like, did you see the one he hit Aguilar on that 80 yard touchdown, mm-hmm. man? God, dude, it is a, a thing of beauty, man. Like. Fucking, uh, it, it's just a, a rainbow, perfect in stride. Aguilar's in full acceleration, one on one. Got his guy beat. Rainbows it, r- drops it right in the basket. Yep. He runs it all the way, and it is just beautiful, man. Yep. And the way Foles kept his eyes downfield, like Foles gets the ball out so fast. He, he, and it, it like it starts off. He gets the ball out real quick on these easy passes, and then surely. More and more, as the game keeps going, more we just start getting bigger bites, bigger bites, and then all of a sudden we're Everything's we're scoring open. thirty. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he, he threw four hundred and seventy-one yards the week before. He broke the Eagles' single-game uh, passing yards uh, record. Uh, the week after this week, he ties an NFL, another NFL record. He's already tied one with seven touchdowns in a single game. I can't believe this, dude, man. Like, I can't. And it's weird, because even though he's done this. I know, this, I've seen him suck. Right when he comes back, you don't have all the faith in him, because then he shows you to you, and you're like, oh, yeah, I remember. I remember he can do this. Yep, yep. And then it goes from there. Uh, so I think you're right. Foles is probably the, the number one free agent quarterback. But I'll say this the demand for that position is so much greater than the supply. Yes. Someone's going to throw Ryan Tannenhill a bunch of money. Yes. For what? For what? You know, but someone's going to. Right. Someone's going to kick the tires on that. The kid's going to get a shot. You yep. know what I mean? And that's the demand is just so much greater than the supply. Absolutely. And those guys are also going to all benefit from this being a weak quarterback class in the draft. Yep. A lot of teams who need a quarterback are going to have to pull free agents. Yeah. Because you can't bank on getting Dwayne Haskins. I just think that's a great idea for the Giants, man, to get. I, I don't think. See, that's the thing. I don't think Tannehill or Flacco could go. Flacco might go to uh, New York and do all right, but I just couldn't see Tannehill doing good anywhere he goes. Yeah. I don't believe in him. I don't believe in him the way I don't believe in Blake Bortles. You know. Yeah, I yeah, know. Someone will. I believe in Nick Foles, obviously. I think you might see Tannehill in uh, Washington. He's a Gruden type guy. Yeah, and that sucks for Alex Smith, uh, but yeah, uh, he, he ain't coming back from that, probably. And if he does, it ain't next year. He's going to have to sit out a full year, and then how much do you lose in that? And he's time? old, man. I yeah. mean, him and Aaron Rodgers have been in the league forever. Yeah. Yeah, they came in the year after Ben and them. I mean, it wasn't that long. It was yeah. 05. It was the very next year. Man, dude, we uh, the NFL's really changing, man. We're about to lose Tom and Ben and Breeze. You know, we already lost Peyton. It makes me Got, smile. Got to, oh, yeah, I know. It makes me smile. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I got a guy on deck. Yeah, yeah. I got a guy on deck. 
the beautiful thing is uh, we kind of both do, yeah. uh, and it could be a whole new pendulum have swung, and now these teams are the power for a while. Mm -hmm. That is how, that's how it works, man. Yep. Pendulum swings, man, and you just hope you can catch it, ride it out, you yeah. know, and get. Of course, I'm more in tune with the AFC, cause just, but Mahomes. Watson, Mayfield. Oh yeah, yeah. Those. There's three. gonna be there's gonna be some battling going on, and Andrew Luck still in that. He's not. I mean, he he's still young enough that he's still in this mix to where he's gonna yeah. kind of be the leader of the clubhouse for right now. You yeah. Because, and I'm not saying. I mean, Mahomes. I don't think he's gonna every year be this good. Yeah. But he's good. I yeah. mean, just throw that shit out the. He is good. Yeah. He's he way is. better than I ever gave him credit for being. And it's it's athletic plays that he's making. Some of it's cerebral. Um, but they're down a perfect offense for him. As long as they can keep those those components in place, and he can have the kind of options he has as far as like Kelsey's amazing. Tyreek Hill gets separation. These yeah, are, I know. I, I was like, uh, I was talking shit. I was like, Zach Ertz was the best tight end in the league this year, hands down. And then I looked up Travis Kelsey's stats. I was and like, George Kittle. Look at George. Kittle. I know Kittle uh, um, was did it. Who the fuck that dude is? Kittle did it. Um, on way less receptions. He had 73 receptions and had 1,200 yards. Yeah. That's wide receiver yeah. outside. Yeah. Number one guy stuff right there. Ertz had 116 catches and had 1,100-something yards, 1,182. Kelsey uh, had over 100 catches. It was like 103 and caught 1,300 uh, and 10 touchdowns. Ertz only had eight. So I was like, yeah, I can't. I'm like, he had great receptions, and he broke a record, you know what I mean? Yeah. Which I love. You know, took one from the Cowboys. Now we own it. I love that. Yep. You know? But, um, I, man, that's impressive. 103 catches, um, 10 touchdowns, 1,300 yards for a tight end. I mean, that's Marvin Harrison in his prime numbers, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, definitely, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're pulling in... It's the yards per reception that's like um, everybody's pissed at Jarvis. Not everybody, but like the consensus from the media is he's getting paid number one money, but he's not doing number one things. Because his yards per reception aren't that much. He, yeah. He's a seven-yard reception guy. You know, he, he'll bust a couple long ones a game, but for the most part it's dink and dunk and he's your guy, you know. And I think he'll benefit if there is a, a true number one out there. But Baker really doesn't need a true number one. If you're watching our games, well, that ball's getting everywhere. Every, all you got to do is be open. He, I mean, it'll help if you had a all outright Calvin Johnson, but those dudes are so one in a million. Yep. You know, that so his his aren't. But if you look at Rashard Perriman, who was considered a bust, we picked him up. I, I'm being real D. I think he only has like 17 catches this year. All of them have been fucking huge. Yeah. Huge game changing plays. He he didn't have a drop. He, his whole thing was he couldn't catch in Baltimore. He's getting over 20 yards of reception. And that's a small sample size. He's yeah. only getting 17 balls, but that's huge. When you All you need is a guy on your team that can do that. You don't need Jarvis to be able to do everything. Yeah. you got a guy, and, and in Callaway, too, who's really came on these last four games as far as being dependable in his routes, his hands, his, his uh, ability to hug the sideline. He'll benefit the most this offseason if he just falls in love with his craft and focuses on being the best wide receiver he can be, next year that kid could have he could he'll break a thousand yards and he should have over ten touchdowns. Yeah, man. You know, but he, but will he? Will yeah. he fall in love with that craft? Mm -hmm. Or will he go dick off down in Florida 
and catch a charge, and then he don't play for us. Yeah, yep. Because out of all of our young receivers, he's the most talented. You can see it in his in his just the way he, the way he handles himself in his body's motions on the field. There's not a lot of guys like there's not a lot of guys like that. Yeah, but he's also. Yeah, are you going to be a professional? This is where we find out this off season. What do you want to draft this year? Well, I wanted receiver going into it. Then we lost you, and I all of a sudden seen what I'd been seeing. We don't even need that. Baker, we'll get it to. We're, we're going to add to that room, but we don't need to throw all of our chips in the table to get that one guy. Yeah. <laughs> there's not. He's, there's nothing really in free agency that's going too crazy appealing. And there's a couple kids in the draft that are going to be worth. It, are you going to be up there? We're not going to be up there. We're 17 now. We're, we're drafting 17. This yeah. is new for me. We need defensive tackle. And there's a ton of stud defensive tackles in this draft. You got the best one that falls, you got to nab him because we are soft up the middle. You can run it on us all day. Yeah. Aside from what Baltimore was doing, that's just different. That's a different run scheme. And you got to be super disciplined to play that. Like they, them playing San Diego or Los Angeles Chargers yeah. this close from their last time, that's bad for them. That's bad for the Ravens. They just saw you in your special run game. You can't practice against it, but yeah. they kind of did now. So the, you'll get a true test of yeah. the defensive coordinator in this next game. But I'll tell you what, Baltimore's not making it past New England because they're disciplined. Yeah. They will stay to their assignment. Yep. That's where Baltimore gets you. Is you get outside your assignment because you think you can make the play on the quarterback. He, I think he's keeping it. And they're, yeah. they're slick with it. You know what yep. I mean? But they, you got to be disciplined. We're not disciplined. We miss tackles. We make big tackles when we make them, but we also we miss we whiff a lot. Yeah. So I think we got to get a defensive tackle and get better up the middle. Yeah. Need to add another linebacker to the mix too, because Jamie Collins. Yeah. Undisciplined, great player, undisciplined as shit though. We need a linebacker because Jordan Hicks always gets hurt, like flat out, and I don't even know if we'll sign him. That's a guy that could be a free, yeah, yeah. free I agent. Um, I, I kind of want to sign him if we can get him on a decent deal, because uh, he's a great player when he's on the field. Yeah. You know. But, uh, you gotta get cornerback. I know, and I was just getting ready to say that. And you know what makes me so fucking angry about that? The fact that that's what we need to go because it's what we've drafted in the last two drafts in a row. We went high last year, uh, the year before, Sidney Jones in the second round, and he's supposed to be a blue chip guy, man. He was supposed to be like Lattimore, you know. Yeah. And pff, he's not shown me anything yet. Now I'm not saying he can't develop into a great player, but. He ain't shown me a flash yet. Like, like Aguilar, when he sucked ass, showed me flashes. You know what I mean? He'd make a play every once in a while. <clears throat> but um, then we, we drafted uh, a couple. Then we drafted Sidney Jones. We drafted Rasul Douglas in the third round. Yeah. So second and third round picks went to cornerbacks two years ago. And then last year we used a couple more. We got Bosby and Avante Maddox. And we got Avante Maddox in the fourth round. And he has been amazing, dude. He is awesome. He's going to be our number one corner for probably years to come. And he's so versatile. He's played safety. He's played corner. He's played slot, dude. He's nickel. He's done it all, man. Like He's so versatile. You can just move him anywhere you want, man. But what I want to happen is Rasul Douglas to go back to safety because he makes great tackles. He just can't cover that great, you know. And... Um, have uh, Avante Maddox to be my number one, but sometimes that's how it works out. But again, like you said, we need other guys too. But man, you can't hurts. be you can't be deep enough for that position either. You're right, you're right. Yeah, yeah. but man, it hurts to uh, every single year have to draft because that means you're missing 
That's what that means. You're yep. missing uh, when you're draft picks. That you know, it's like God. We can't just keep drafting corners every year. We went corner heavy two years in a row, and now we got to do it again. Like I, I don't like that trend. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to hit. You got to yeah, hit, man. If you do take one this year, that has to be the guy. Yeah. You can't. You know, because that's when you start. You start. You can hit on your late picks. It's good to have a fifth round yes. if he does way better than you thought he was going to yeah. in the third rounder. But if you miss on your first round picks, man, it sets you back as an organization. Yes, it does, man. And as for years, we couldn't get traction. Everybody's like, well, "How's the Browns? They're terrible." They had first top five pick every year. We missed every year. You missed a bunch until of two them. years ago. It's what's wrong with Green Bay right now, man? They've missed on all these picks lately. Yeah. The one they kind of halfway hit on was Ha uh, Ha Clinton Dix and. They yeah. couldn't make that work. Hey, Devontae Adams was a second-round pick. It's worked out for him. Yeah, he's yeah, pretty no, good. It's so seldom. Those two guys, that's yeah. it. Yeah, and they've gotten rid of all the other talent. They've gotten rid of it. Yeah. And I'm saying that Jordy Nelson's great. He was great in Green Bay. Yeah. Sometimes you got to realize what you have. Yeah, sometimes it's a fit. Yeah, and it was. I mean, didn't it feel like when Jordy was running a 12-yard out that that was just a handoff? Like, he was going to catch a back shoulder every time. He was going to turn around, the ball was going to be there, he was going to catch it. They had, uh, they had chem- chemistry's real. Yeah, you dude, can, you know, talk about fit. I heard a stat earlier when you were on your way out here. Nick Foles, as the Eagles' starting quarterback, his all-time record is 21-6. and six. God, it's criminal. <laughs> it's criminal. <laughs> Ain't that nuts, dude? Like, 21-6. and six. It's like, for one, though, it's like, man, I can't believe he's only played that many games, you know, for us. But that's... That's, that's criminal. That he's a backup, <laughs> you know what I mean. But you, when you draft a guy, he's supposed to be the guy. I, w- I need. I want it to be Wentz. I look. Oh, yeah. Wentz is amazing, talented. And you also, there's a thing about Nick Foles. It doesn't feel sustainable for no. whatever reason. It just doesn't feel. He like he the one year he had 25 touchdowns and four interceptions. Yeah, it was 27. And you didn't, and and, you didn't and, resign him. Uh, you let him go to free agency. No, that ain't what happened. He, uh, but it was actually twenty-seven and two, dude. It's the all-time greatest touchdown-to-interception ratio of all time, uh, finishing for a complete season. But we did, we did not sign him. We traded him for Sam Bradford and a second-round pick. Same thing, though. And at the end, you didn't believe in him enough to keep him yeah, on the roster. Yeah, we. It's like yeah. for some reason they didn't feel it was sustainable. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, but we uh, we traded him. We didn't let him yeah. just walk though. But uh, yeah, you're right. We gave up on him after after that. Like it yeah. didn't feel sustainable. So he, you, if it's like the if you love it, let it go. If it comes back, it's true love. You let him go. Ended up coming back. Yep. As a backup, wins a Super Bowl for you. You don't get higher than that. No. There's nothing else he can do beyond that. As far as level of fucking achievement. And what he did, the way he did it, like, it wasn't just that You didn't win out of spite of him. It was because of it him. It was because of him. It <laughs> was, like, we won in spite of our defense. Our number, uh, like, four overall defense. We were one of the best. We were top five defense. I know that for a fact. Cause we had the top five offense and top five defense last year. But, um, yeah, we won in spite of that. We gave up 500 yards to Tom Brady, and we still won because Nick Foles put up 42 points, you know, 41. We won 41 to 33. Insane. Absolutely insane. And he's got you back in the playoffs when it looked like all hope was lost. Yeah, that's what's crazy there, man. Like, <laughs> He's Rodney Dangerfield, though. He can't get in their respect I know. Keeps doing this amazing shit. Yeah. He's got two NFL records. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, well, three, if you think about it, the 27 to two, that's yeah, also that's, a record. Yeah, that's a record, dude, yeah. Dude, <laughs> He's got several Eagles records, you know. He gets like, no respect. Yeah, man. Like, 
Well, I'll tell you what. If he does it again this year, I, I think. Yeah, yeah, even if he is, like, people's like, he's too old. Well, I mean, he kind of is. He's 29, but Carson's 26. Yeah. I mean, that's a big difference. Don't get me wrong. Three years is an eternity in NFL. And if you can get three extra years of kicking some ass, dude, I'll take it, dude. Yeah. Like, that's a, that's the thing. That's a, what's weird about this. We all just want to <laughs> dominate. Like, like we like we cheer for each other. But if we were playing each other, yeah, we can't like, have your success today. No, like, you might, I'm stingy. I want all the success. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've been so starved. I've, oh, dude, yeah. It's seven and seven, eight and one. It's, it's like, dude, Greg Williams needs a statue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Feels that way though, don't it? Yeah, it's weird, but. It's exciting, man. I'm already excited for next season. I'm invigorated. Yeah, I, and I'm a guy who gets up regardless of how shitty it exactly, looks like it's going to be. But I have complete reason to feel the way I feel right now. You know what needs to happen now, man? Week one next year needs to be a win, dude. Yeah, yeah. That, that, at home, too. Is it at home? No, no, we need but, it to be. Yeah. That, and I will say this. We're Cleveland Brown football, that's a 1 p.m. Sunday thing because we're terrible. We're going to get that generic slot. Get ready, Nation. Next year, you're going to get some Browns games on Sunday nights. Yeah, man. Monday nights, you're going to see us on Thursday. Yep. We play three West Coast teams away. So those are all 425 starts, 405 starts. You know what I mean? Yeah. Half our games won't be at 1 o'clock. It's going to be a shock to us as fans. I'm just used to getting up. Yeah. Getting my day started. Our kickoff's at 1. I don't have to look at a guide. Our yeah. kickoff's going to be at 1, unless we're out West. Yeah. That's the only way we're around it. Not next year. Cool. Yeah. We play New England on the road. I almost guarantee you that's a Sunday night game. Yeah, man. As, as long as Brady's still there, I think that'll be a Sunday night oh, game. Oh, he's coming back next year, I think. I think Probably. Tom is... But what if they win it this year? I, I could... Man. I don't want to say it, but what if they did, I could definitely see them be like, all right. I just don't see them win it this year, man. Yes, yeah, the year they win it. <laughs> just, I know. Yeah, that's the year they'll win it, because you don't see it happening. They've done it, haven't they? Yeah, they're, the, they're sneaky, man. Oh, yeah, well, like when they beat the Seahawks uh, and they beat the Falcons both times, you know. Yeah, they're sneaky. I, I can't believe we beat them. Like, yeah, that was, just, that, see, that was the opposite. That was the year they were supposed to win. Yeah, you're Playing right. Playing the backup quarterback. You're right. You're right, just like when they played the Giants. Yeah, that was they the year were, they were supposed to win. Yeah. Now, this year, no. This year, they're not even the favorite to leave the AFC, which will be why they do it. That'll be why they beat the Chiefs. I don't know. I'll, we'll get into that later as we as it comes. But, I can't believe that we played the same quarterback, like we played the same team twice in the Super Bowl, but it was fucking forever apart. Yeah. Like it was one was in two thousand four and the other was in two thousand seventeen. My two thousand seventeen version of the Eagles was so different from. And Tom Brady still taking snaps. And Bill Belichick still the coach. Yeah. Like, dude, that is amazing. And they had already won two before that one. Yeah. That was their third right there. That's insane. They're amazing, man. Like, when they do retire, man, like, it is going to be something we look back at and just be like, man, they, like, like we didn't see, like you said, we didn't see Dick Budkiss or O.J. Simpson or Gale Sayers or, you know, the Steel Curtain defense, you know. So, we, you know, uh, I never saw the 85 Bears or the – 80s uh, 49ers, but man, dude, I saw the the Patriots. Do you know what I mean? And achievement wise, man, like there there's nothing there's nothing like nothing, it. nothing modern can even compare to that. No, Not even man. close. 
you see it in other sports. You'll see the Spurs be good for 20 years, and you're like, how oh, they do that? I don't pay attention to basketball. Yeah. And football, man, with the way free agency is, and there's a cap and, and all. And the way you have to play the hardest schedule when you yeah. kick ass, and they're always – so they always have to play a first place They've won schedule. their division 10 straight years. 10 straight years. NFL and the year they, last year they did is when Tom got hurt after the 07 season. Yeah, they won and a they fucking they, a, And they still went 10-6 and six with Matt Castle, yeah, quarterback. It got him paid. <laughs> it was uh, Rex Ryan's first year, and, and the Jets won that division. But they even the year they didn't win it, they were ten and six. Yeah, and and probably had a big streak before that. So if yeah. Tom Brady doesn't get hurt, they would have an even. Yeah. This record would be so ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, absolutely right. The 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 eighteen and zero. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, it's the most impressive year in my opinion ever, ever uh, over any year. And I know they didn't even win a Super Bowl, but my God, dude. 19-0 and 0 in, the, in the NFL. Yeah, and to throw 50 touchdowns when 50 touchdowns wasn't even an option yet. Like, now you see it. The league's advanced. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it was like they had a cheat code. Still doesn't happen very often. No, I mean, it's no. only happened three times ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tom did it, 50. Peyton threw 55. And then... Mahomes uh, just hit 50. Mahomes just hit 50. He may assault that record someday. He may. I don't know. This might be the most touchdowns he throws in a, a year because that's an insane amount. It's insane. Who, I mean, who throws fifty touchdown passes? I mean, yeah. And his first full season as a starter. I mean, he, he was. I mean, everybody's like, he's a rookie. Really, not really. He said it. In a pre- he was on the bench all year last year learning. There's a lot to do with that man. There's a lot to do with that. That was our plan for Baker. Was to sit. Don't even play this year. Just watch and learn. And dominate next year. That was the goal. What's the record for you guys? Do you know for single uh, touchdowns uh, and passing in a season? I'm or, not sure. Otto's probably got it, I would say, because he has a couple passing records. But for us, it's only 33. You know, so no Eagles quarterbacks ever sniffed 50. Yeah. You know, 50's amazing. Yeah. I don't know if – I know this. I know that Baker – and the, he broke Peyton and did all that. He only started 13 games. That's awesome, and dude. And Peyton started 16. If Baker starts this year, he'd have done over 30 this year if he'd have started every game. I mean, he just would, if you look at the numbers, he would have. That's amazing, dude. Um, but his this year, his, his this statistically, was better than Bernie Kosar's best year. That is amazing. He's a fucking rookie. So, yeah, it is amazing. That is amazing. He threw for 37, 50. A lot of that is the way the league is. Yeah. Because Bernie was playing a totally different offense where it was handoff, handoff, it's third and three, you know, throw a little slant, you know. Like, yeah, shotguns were only reserved for third downs. Yeah. No one came out and Usually back third up. and long. I mean, they'd run yeah. eye formation in third and three, you know, throw a little <laughs> slant yep. or a little out to the flat to the tight end or something. Or yeah. even run it on third and three. That, you know, that was a – they would yeah, run it I uh, think the most touchdowns Bernie ever had in a season was 22. And that's not very impressive compared to – No. No, but for Marty Schottenheimer team, if you think about it, it kind of is. Yeah. Because we know what Marty. <laughs> you know what we're here to do. Yeah. He's got his own brand of ball called Marty Ball. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> i tell you what, running backs love Marty. You know, you, like LT loves him. Uh, I know uh, uh, Christian Okoye loves him. You know, like, Fullbacks love him. Yeah. They give me up. You know, Lyman do. You tell me right now, I got an option. I can pass block or I can run block. I'm going to run block every time. Yeah, everybody says that, man. Yeah. yeah you got to be aggressive. You get, you get to initiate contact. You're playing, when you're doing a pass set, especially in the pros, you, these guys have to jump back, get set, and receive. Yeah. And then deal. 
you know, whether we funnel whichever side protection's going, you're a target. Lane was doing pass blocking techniques on run plays the other day on these outside runs, and it was opening these huge holes, man. He was kicking back, dude. He was doing what a left, uh, tackle does, kicking back, and when he would, the guy would take a big Good, lane, well, and, and, and then he would blast him, and it would open up, it kept opening up these giant holes. So that, that, that's probably film, though. In film, they probably noticed whatever that defensive end was doing, you know what I mean, when during certain protections, so they're key, keying off him, you know what I mean? Yeah. If that opens up a lane, that's that's undisciplined by that player, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, don't you think the the uh, defensive end is reading a pass play because lane is that's what I'm saying. engaging, he's Kicking back, you know what I mean. So yeah, I, he's but he, that's the only key he's looking at. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I, I'm sure after a few runs, I'm sure the DC was like, "Hey, look." Yeah, yeah. He's you got to locate ball. He's you got to locate yeah. ball. You can't just go off. He's just you're just worried about beating that guy. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yep. I tell you what, man. Everybody's like, uh, I've watched. I've been doing ESPN say we ain't got a, a chance or anything, and they were laughing at Chris Broussard for saying for picking us. And they were like, Khalil Mack's going to run wild. I tell you, man, last year Khalil Mack did nothing against us, dude. Nothing on Christmas night. And Lane Johnson is playing. Uh, is, I, I haven't watched everybody play, but, dude, he you can't be playing any better than he is right now. I mean, he shut J.J. Watt down, dude. He owned J.J. Watt. And it was a real moment for me because I remember Lane's rookie year and playing the Houston and it, watching it at the movie theater uh, in Theater 5, and J.J. Watt owned Lane Johnson. And I remember this one specific play where Lane like went to pat, went to touch him, went to put the two hands out to get hands on him, and he missed. Then he reset, missed. He reset a third time, missed again. He missed all three times, just like that, trying to get hands on J.J. Watt. Went right around him and blasted Michael Vick. He ended up just wrecking that game. Uh, that time, that was Lane's second or third game ever. It was real, like literally his third game in the NFL. And then uh, the uh, you know last week uh, he owns him. You know, like the tables have to totally flipped. Yeah. You know, it was. Uh, yeah. I, well, to, here's the reason I can't. I, and you can go back to our preseason predictions. I have no faith in Mitchell Trubisky. I think if the game comes down to it and the ball's in his hands, they're going to lose. He can't make those throws. We got experience over them. They're a young team with yeah. no playoff experience. We've, we're battle-tested. And that, that people keep talking about the weather, though. Like it's going to be freezing in Chicago. What the fuck do you think it is in Philly? Like, you know how many bad weather games have been yeah. in Philly? Like, <laughs> what are they talking about? Yeah, like, you see that. That's weird, though, when you see two... Like, if you, we were playing Buffalo, and we thought weather was going to be a factor for either team. Like, what the fuck are you talking yeah. about? We don't play in a dome, dude. Yeah, <laughs> like Philly ain't Miami. Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, like, we get shitty weather. You're on a bay. You're gonna get more snow. You're gonna get more rain. You're close to water. Yeah, that's, that's you know that's just how that works. Yeah, Philly might not get as cold as Chicago because of the 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 lake, but Philly gets cold. <laughs> I mean, yeah. like, and I can think of many uh, famous weather games in Philadelphia. Same with Chicago. Fog Bowl. Yeah. How crazy is that? The two teams, yeah. It, the 30th anniversary of that was like Monday or something. I uh, can't remember which, which exactly day it was, but they were talking about it on the radio. All right, let's get some quick predicts, and we got about five minutes left All in right. this segment. All right. 
we're not. I'm not going to let you pick your game because you. I know where yeah. your heart's at. Yeah. The other wild card game is the Seahawks and Cowboys. Cowboys. Uh, what happens, man? Man, it's in Dallas. Uh, but man, I, I it's going to be hard for Dallas to beat Seattle because they're playing so well. I kind of feel like my gut kind of feels like Seattle takes it, man. Uh, I know that's definitely what I want to happen. You yeah. Know, you know, but I kind of. But I wouldn't be surprised. If, if Dallas beat them, it wouldn't surprise me either. Because Dak did just have a great game. But, uh, yeah, I'll go with Seattle. All right. AFC, you got the uh, Baltimore taking on the Los Angeles Chargers in one wild card game. What do you got? I got I got to think the Chargers take that, man. Um, I know they just beat, beat them a few weeks ago. Lamar Jackson even had more passing yards than Phillip Rivers. But I just got to believe that. Playoffs, experience, old man Rivers, you know. That, that. I, I do think them seeing Lamar Jackson just two weeks ago exactly. and getting a second crack at that and running It's not scheme. like they got chumps. They got no, Melvin, yeah, Melvin Ingram, Ingram and uh, Bosa. Bosa yeah, yeah. Woodard. Um, all right. The uh, other one is uh, Texas. The Texans versus the Colts. Man, I really do not know. Uh, that is a tough one to pick, Me too. dude. That's right. That is a tough. Think it's one a pretty to even pick. game. Yeah, it is. Yeah, they they it split is. this year. They were one and one against each I'll other. I'll roll with experience again. I'm gonna go with the Colts. Six seed. There you go. Yeah. So you have both away teams in the AFC winning, and even the NFC, you have the away team winning. Wild card weekend. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's the end of this segment. We'll hit you back up here in a couple seconds. We're gonna hit some UFC up. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back to Off the Rails. Uh, this is, we're getting a little UFC talk. It's been been several weeks since we've had something to really yeah. know where they talk about. We talked about the uh, Holloway or Tega fight, I believe. Did we get to talk about that one? I don't know. I can't remember. I think we did, about how awesome Max is. Yeah. But this last weekend, there was a pretty good card. But the two main event, the co-main and the main event, man, had some serious uh, question marks to them. Yeah. You know? First off, Cyborg. No female's ever really been able to step to her. No. Nope. Ever. Amanda Nunez done her in, man. And I still didn't feel good about going into it. I've watched all the weigh-ins, and I'm like, man, she's little compared to her. She looked a little chubby because she was going up in weight. Cyborg looks felt. It's like, this is her normal weight class. But it was the bull in the matador. She fought like Vandalay, man. She went. She did. She went straight. It was like, dude... Amanda Nunes is super powerful early in the fight. Yeah. And early in the, you don't want to so, test her. So is Cyborg, but Amanda was landing. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. was the difference. You're, Cyborg was throwing blind fury, and, yep. and Amanda was staying measured. And why did Cyborg fight like that? She doesn't normally fight no, like that. No, she's technically proficient. She, she doesn't have to. Yeah. I think she felt a need because also she's fighting another Brazilian to, like, dominate. To, yeah. To, you know, to Mike Tyson this shit. Yeah. Just go out there and be all fury, and she got pieced up. Up. Dude. Peace up, dude. Man, and Nunez is, dude. I don't know who's gonna beat her, man. Like she looks. It's like gonna be someone who does it later in a fight. You're not gonna get her out of there early. She ate some cy- some cyborg landed a few. Didn't even affect her. I know, dude. She stayed measured. She she was teeing off at the end of that, man. It was uh it was it was super unexpected though. Even though I knew she hits hard as hell, I didn't know she could her power would transfer fighting someone like cyborg. Who's fought Yorina Bars and fought like 
high-level people. Yeah, man. Who can crack, and it didn't affect her. Yep. You know what I mean? She ate a front kick from Yarina in yeah. that fight. You know, a hard one that she was kind of lunging at and ran into the foot. And popped right up. Yep. But Went no, to man. one knee and popped right up, yeah. And the news served her up proper. Dude, beast, man. Yeah, I don't think... And if I'm Dana, I just would go ahead and absolve the one... Let Cyborg go fight in one. You're having trouble getting her fights anyway. Yep. Kill the division with Amanda as the champ, so she can't lose that. Yeah. No matter what, she retires that belt. And then she can defend her 135 against... Holly Holm's a good fight. There's a couple people yeah. smart enough not to get in a firefight with Amanda Nunes in the yep. first minute of the match. You know what I mean? But I wouldn't mind seeing Holly in a cyborg fight, just a regular fight. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, especially now. Especially now that Cyborg's shown that, you know, Holly lands that big kick... Puts her on wobbly legs. She might take her out too. You know. Yeah. But. Yeah, it was it was a, it was definitely exciting, man. Those those kind of fights, yeah, so you know, someone's going to have. To, you're not both those girls were just planning and. Yep. Yeah. Slugging. Yeah. Someone's going to go to bed. Yeah. And in female fights, you don't get that feeling very often at all. So it was cool to have it right there at the yeah. highest level. Like. So, yeah. You're not going. Someone's not surviving this this round. It just had that feeling. Yep. For it to be cyborg, it was. Huge moment for Amanda. I don't know if it makes her a star. I don't know if you can still headline her. Yeah. But I guess it depends a lot on her opponent. Yeah. You know what I mean? I would say more often not you have to put them with, uh, like you, they did this weekend, you know. Uh, well, let's go to the main event. Yeah, man. Um, it's a fishy one, though, you know what I mean? Like, And, and then John calling D, DC out afterward, like, uh, I didn't know how I felt about that. You know, why, why are you calling on a guy you've beaten twice? John's a piece of shit. Human. I know, I know. He is. He is. He just is. But the fact that they moved the whole event, man, it's just put a bad, you know, it's, it's, it doesn't feel very good, does it, man? Like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, it puts it puts a bad uh, odor around this uh, title win, uh, the whole deal. Chelsea, it's like, we have no evidence that John Jones failed a drug test other than the drug test itself. That's the only... <laughs> He's like, there's no ramifications, no, yeah. there's no suspensions looming. The only positive thing we have about this is he failed a drug test. We know he did it. Yeah. And what kills me is uh, when John failed in 2000, August 2017, the results come back. He um, fails for a, whatever a picogram is of terenobol, metabolite in his system, which they try to say at that point in time, it was like, it'd be like they, the amount they found was so minuscule, it would be like taking a grain of salt and throwing it in a swimming pool. Okay, that's nothing. He's probably got no benefit out of that. He failed this drug test for the same exact thing. So you, and they're saying he didn't re-ingest it. So that grain of salt that's been in that swimming pool is still there? Come on, dog. Yeah. You got to do better than that. You got to do better than that. You can't tell me that the super unminuscule trace amount, which you didn't even seem fit to suspend him for the proper amount of time for, is still in his system. And they say there's a possibility it could be there forever. So he cheated so fucking hard it's part of his DNA now? That's what you're telling me? Yeah. That she'll never come out of his system? And John's an amazing fighter. John's amazing. Yeah. It's not like I don't... That, that little grain of sand ain't what fucking got back control and started landing shots on Gus. Yeah. You know what I mean? But there's nothing he can do and he's so guilty of everything. I know, man. He he is like such a lousy person. <laughs> like he... It sucks that DC can't beat his ass because DC might be a dork, but he's a hell of a lot better dude. 
yeah. human being. You know, DC's a good guy. You know, yeah. In a jam, I would leave my kids with DC. Yeah, if it was, you know what I mean. Like John might fucking drop. I your would kids. not. Nah, <laughs> nah, nah, it sucks. And DC is a cornball dude, but he deserves better. He, this is his rival for life. Is this consummate fuck up? Yeah. Consummate, dude. Yeah. And I got he an argument with someone who was like, well, I don't think he cheated this last time. I think he ingested it. Okay. Say so you're right. Here's what I can prove. I can prove that he got in a hit and run, hit a pregnant lady, and fled the scene of a crime. He's a piece of shit. I can prove that. I can prove that his morals aren't nothing. He doesn't have them. Yeah. So I can't also wrap my head around the fact that he possibly accidentally cheated. Yeah. Because I know he's got no morals. I yeah. know that... That was just... You just picked one thing. I know. We, we got <laughs> mad shit, dude, saying, with this dude. guy. So it's it's easy for me to wrap my head around the fact that he is a cheater. Yeah. Easy. It's the same thing with Yoel, but for a different thing. Uh, like, with Yoel, it's... Um, I, I've seen him cheat so many times that... Uh, with it's like, not a stretch for me to imagine. He's, to think he went and fucked around with some other chemical cheating as well. Like, look what he does in the ring. Yeah, yeah. Why would I not think that he has fucked around? Would stretch his morals. Like, yeah. No, I wouldn't cheat. I wouldn't do that. Like, yeah, you would. You do it right in front of me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I know what you're doing behind closed doors has got to be way worse. Exactly. You show your hand when you, you know, like, exact same thing, man. Like, it's like, you know... But with a guy like like Frankie, it would blow my mind. Even though, man, we've been we've had our minds blown. Like John Fitch, I'm like, what? You yeah, know? yeah. It sounds like the the guy. Who oh. else was like ridiculous? Like they weren't. Um... Well, Penn got it, but it was for an IV. It wasn't for like taking substances. Yeah. But BJ. But, Penn? but the thing about BJ, man, that made BJ look so bad because he used to say that he didn't believe in IVs. Yeah. Like man, the. You know, what else have you been lying about? I know. And, and we just had the wool pulled over our eyes so many times. Yeah, because John Fitch told Joe Rogan that he would never take... Joe said, he's like, I always said that John Fitch would never do it. He's like, because John Fitch told me he would never do it. But he did it. Yeah. Yeah, man. It, people see their careers fleeting in front of them. Maybe yeah. John didn't for years and years. Maybe he was playing yeah. straight and narrow. And then when his career starts slipping away, he tried to get a couple extra. Same with BJ. BJ might have not believed in uh, IVs when he was out there just beating the fuck out of everybody. But uh, when that started getting a little harder, and he, you know. And BJ never was like a scientific guy. You know, he didn't train that way. You know what I mean? He was a brawler. Uh, kind of, you know. The way they... The way... He didn't come off as a uh, scientific guy, did he? No, you no, know? no. It was the same thing when we talk about how training's evolved over the years. Uh, the way that Chuck Liddell was going about it when he was on his run with wheelbarrows uphill with rocks on him yeah. and shit. More of a Rocky Four type uh -huh. training program. And there are guys out there like Drago who are in labs and yeah. hooked up to monitors. They know exactly what their peak heart rate is. Yep. And then how long they can keep it there before they have to let. You know what I mean? There, there's two different forms of training. And unfortunately, it's everything's everything is scientific now. You know what I mean? No, there's a lot of fighters that don't go about it that way, but there's a lot of camps that do. A lot of camps have yeah. a guy, your, your strength coach, who who knows all this crazy shit. And then you got a guy like Sam Calvillo out there working with T.J. Dillashaw and Aaron Pico. You ever see the shit they're doing? No. Old school as hell, dude. Like he's got these dudes in a swimming pool with a belt wrapped around them, to a, tied to a pole. And he's out of the pool. He's out of the pool holding it. And these dudes are trying to like swim away, basically like 
they're caught fish. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's old school savagery right there. Yeah, man. Try swimming away. Hurricane, he just pulls you back, and you got to keep swimming against it. You know, like. Yeah, that would just be exhausting in no time, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you've seen, like you ever seen TJ Dillashaw get tired? Nope. No, no, you haven't. No. This fight's coming up soon. The CSPN deal is about to kick off. We really didn't get to talk about the John Jones fight because yeah, he won. Yeah, yeah, the fight itself. Uh, first round, he won, but nothing really happened. I'll tell you what, though. John Jones gets poked in his eye. I don't feel bad for John Jones no. at all. I've watched him poke so, so many, many people, people that it's like. Yeah, yeah, you deserve that. Yeah, you should. You deserve two more after it. Yeah, you know what I mean, like. But uh, he first round nothing really happens. He wins the round. Second round, uh, Alexander started letting his hands go, and he was having some success. John's positional awareness, though, when he can stay in range and where where he can hit you and you can't hit him, for a piece of shit, he has high fight IQ. Yeah, he does. He has very high fight IQ. Yeah. That can't be debated, and that is, he isn't getting that from a chemical. No. He just knows when to use certain things. He knows when you're in range for his elbows. He knows when to keep you, that little teep kick he does to the, to the knee and to the stomach. He, he uses them perfectly. I mean, his, his use of space is phenomenal. Yep. And it's not going to really get challenged at 205. Because even with the guys that are as tall as him, like Gus, he ain't got John's reach. John's reach is seven foot. Yeah. Which is uncommon for someone six four. It's he had the same reach as, as uh, Struve. That's that's how lengthy he is. And he's real good at using it. Even when he if he fights Anthony Smith, who's as tall as him, and he's not gonna have as long as arms, John. And he's not gonna be able to use his legs the way John does. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I hate to say it because we've been calling for it for years, but until John goes to heavyweight, I'm gonna have a hard time giving a fuck. Yeah. We, we know you're the best 205 or You've proved it so many times that I'm sick of it. Yeah. Challenge yourself, for fuck's sake. Why, well, yes, can. Because how many fights we got from John coming? Two, three, four yeah. tops? The way he stays in trouble, it's a, four sounds crazy. We may never see, we never, tomorrow he could fail one. We'd never see the dude ever again. Yeah. You know? So it's, it's, it's just weird. So I, I'm hoping he moves to heavyweight. I like to see him actually get pushed. Yeah. And not always have the advantage, and you know what I mean? Because it gets old. Yeah. I agree, man. It's he, He's cleaned the division out, you know, there's nobody left. Yeah, there's a bunch of new kids, but they got to prove themselves before you don't give a shit. Yep. Anthony Smith's impressive. Ozdemir's impressive. Tiago Santos looks great at 205. You know, there's some guys, but they're going to have to get two or three more fights in yep. before it's... And here's, unfortunately, they'll, they'll get pushed sooner than that. But it'll, you won't care by then. The division's not deep enough. Yeah. Yeah, Johnny's leave, leave and let it build itself up and go fight some heavyweights. Yeah, I thought he was going to beat Gus anyway, so I wasn't that surprised, you know. Yeah. Knew he wasn't going to take him light twice, you know. And Gus provides problems, but after they got on the ground, there was no problem that yeah. he could provide. After he didn't get up initially and John was able to keep him down, it was a wrap. Just kind of positioned himself until he got the that back control, and then... Mm-hmm. John, for someone who doesn't punch hard standing up, you get him in the mount, dude. Yeah. He brings thunder somehow. You can't do it standing up. Not that way. He he throws aggressive on the ground. All of his weight into it. He's real good at yeah, he does. shifting his body it around. It looks hard, too. Yeah, man. yeah. Like, you know, it, it looks hard, man. Those punches he was hitting DC with. Can you think of anybody like that, though, who couldn't do it standing up but can do it on the ground all of a sudden? They got crazy-ass power. Um, 
Tito had it a little bit, Mark Coleman and Mark Kerr a little bit, but not like John, you know, but I would say those three guys definitely hit better and did, you know, I've seen them three guys smash dudes uh, on the ground. Um, Randy Couture seemed to be feather-fisted either way, though. He'd get a guy down, punch the fuck out of him, but it didn't look horrendous. Yeah. When John does it, you're like, uh, uh, stop. He gets a couple in, you're like, oh my god. Yeah. When like, he opens up. When yeah, he yeah, yeah, like like when the Vitor fight, man, he, uh, Vitor armbars him, and then he gets out of the armbar and ends up <laughs> guard, and hits Vitor with about two elbows within the first five seconds of being in guard, and has him busted wide open. Like, like as soon as Vitor... Uh, Got let go of the arm bar, went into guard. He was bleeding that quick. It went the fight just went whoop like that quick. Like and went all it was all John after that. Yep. You know, just Vitor fighting him off. Yeah, just trying to escape the inevitable. John ending you. Yep. Ended yeah. up going four rounds though. That was uh, pretty crazy, wasn't it? But he that was TRT that Belfort too. Yeah, the TRTist. Yeah, he, he was pretty heavy for that. He's and by the way, John's the only person to ever beat TRT Belfort. Yeah, it makes sense though. Yeah, if someone's going to do it, it's going to be yeah. the, the best you've ever seen. Yeah, it's a shame because one of the things he said because a couple guys are hollering at him. Uh, Anthony Smith's one who's been pretty constant that he wants a shot at Jones. And I mean, I, I you you better set your sights high if you want to be a champion. Yeah, so, you know you better talk shit to the champ. And John's like, all right, well I'll tell you what, boy, I'll see, I, I got I'll see you in July then. That's six, seven months from now. If you're John Jones, shouldn't you want to fight soon? Don't you know what we all know? You've only got so many. Before you're, you will naturally fuck up. There's no question of if. It's all when. Yeah. If you're John, you didn't get hurt in that fight, shouldn't you want to fight in four months from now? Shouldn't you be trying to... Yeah. If you're worried, because you, if you don't... You tell me right now he signs a fight to fight in July. Are you confident that fight happens? Oh, I'm no. not. Even if it was three months, you're not gonna be confident. But like, once you get a couple in, then people will start to forget about the dumb shit. But you got to get a couple good fights in in a row. Yeah. Before people can embrace you as this guy who fights still. You know why Mike had so many uh, fights his first few years, man? Uh, because to keep him out of trouble. Like, yeah. I've got that ESPN uh, DVD, Mike Tyson, and uh, it's all of his great greatest knockouts dude and they're all like months apart like a month apart month apart month apart you know like he just would fight like every four weeks once a month dude because they had to keep him occupied if not you have to keep opponents for him yeah you know what i mean and keep feeding people while they're still signing up to fight yeah that's true too because uh it's weird though man you watch that dvd dude and it's you watch if you pay attention to the dates because each fight it pops up, it tells you the date, the venue, the whole nine yards, um, what Mike was ranked at the time, what the other guy was ranked, the whole nine yards, and the quality in 1985 is shitty. The ring looks shitty, the production looks shitty. It's all dark. And, it looks yeah. dark. And then there's a few more 1985s, and then there's a bunch of 1986, and they all look like that, and then all of a sudden they start to look a little better. They start to look better, and then in 1986, still, that's what was so weird to me. It's because I, I can see all this shitty production, these shitty arenas. Then he starts, he fights Trevor Burbick for the heavyweight title. The production looks great. 
the ring is got Budweiser in it, you know what I mean? Everything looks super professional. It's all lit up. And it's like, wait a minute, this is 10 months apart? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, he's fighting bingo halls. and Yeah, and then all of a sudden he's in Trump Taj Mahal in Atlantic City, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. It's so crazy. Boxing's like that, though, man. Boxing, a guy could be 30-0 and 0 and still be, like, basically slumming it. Yeah. Before he gets a, a, his first big card, you know what I mean? And yeah. Mickey Ward, man. Mickey Ward was a, a broke fighter in the 90s, man. He was slumming it, man. He started making money when he got with uh, that dude that Rogan made a fool Lou of. Lou Duva? Lou Duva, yep. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, Lou DiBella. Lou DiBella. Yes, Lou DiBella. Uh, he, re- I will say that for him. Uh, they may he looks good in the movie uh, The Fighter. Uh, Lou DiBella, uh, he's the one that gives him uh, starts painting. But I watched the Mickey Award biography. You know what I mean? And uh, Lou DiBella really fucking changed Mickey Ward's life, man. Because before that, he would fight for like twenty grand, you know, once or twice a year. Yeah. And he also had to pay all these people, so he was only getting like ten. So he'd only be making about twenty, thirty grand. Yeah, he should have been making way more than that. He's the most scrupulous manager that I know of in boxing. He he does hook his people up. You know what I mean? Like he he manages a lot of female fighters too. Um, I saw him. He was a douchebag on TV with Rogan. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was douchey as fuck. But that was ten years ago, and there was definitely the UFC versus boxing. Yep. Boxing was starting to really start suffering as UFC was really picking up yep, steam. Yep. And I think they felt like the tide was turning and yeah. it's easier to throw insults than actually have an intelligent conversation. Although Joe was willing, you know. Yeah, yeah, he's he's always he's always yeah. been that guy. He thought Joe owned it. Like it Yeah. Was, well and he was like, You're not a boxing fan, Joe. Joe was like, I'm not I was like, I'm a huge fan of Willie Pep. He, yeah, uh, he yeah. was like, uh I was like, I love Willie Pep, you know, it's hilarious. Joe is a big boxing fan, you know. He's like, you don't know me. You don't know nothing about me. I leased my car. Yeah, yeah. You know, but which I know ain't happening now. Not that now, shows yeah, where yeah, Joe yeah. come in he 10 years, he'll, too. He'll own a company that leases you a car now. There's, yeah, there's it, wouldn't be our, it wouldn't be out of the reach if Joe did own the, the part of the UFC now. Like, it wouldn't be that weird. Back then, it would have been, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he, he manages... Um, the bronze bomber, Zabella does. Um, homeboy that Tyson just fought. Oh, uh, uh, Dante Wilder. Yes, Deontay Wilder. Yeah, he he man. is one of his managers, his handlers. They got super paid for that fight. I bet. They're gonna get even more paid for that rematch. Yeah, that was a great fight, though, man. Yeah, uh, I've watched. Boxing, boxing needs that because no matter what, boxing is always going to flourish in other countries and in certain markets in the United States. A lot of Hispanic fighters, a lot of lower weight class fighters who are, are really skilled. But until the heavyweight division does good in American boxing, no one gives a shit. But that weight division, for whatever reason, holds everything. So if you can put an exciting fight on that weight division, boxing can start to catch traction. Mainstream-wise, you know what I mean? Because there's something about being the heavyweight champion of the world. And when the Klitsch goes for heavyweight champion of the world for 15 years or whatever it was, no one cared at all. Yeah. They were super dominant. No one cared. So, you know, it's, and I don't, I mean, I'm not a big fan of Deontay Wilder. He's exciting. You can't say that. That kid is exciting. 
you know? Yeah. And then you got Anthony Joshua. You got, I mean, dude. They got Triple G. Yeah, and there's all there's always been lower weight class fighters who, Lomachenko, yeah, is unbelievable. Yep. But for some reason, the Americans aren't captured until it's a heavyweight. Yeah. You know what I mean? We have had some pretty popular <clears throat> ones. Oscar De La Hoya was pretty popular. Sugar Ray Leonard was popular. Sugar Ray Robinson, Jake LaMotta were popular. Yeah, Floyd, shit. Floyd, yep. No, I can have Purnell. Yep. Sweet Pea, Marvin, Hearns. Yeah. There's, there's, but for some reason, the heavyweight always holds that special yeah, I know. lure to it for whatever yeah. reason. When you think of great boxers, like the most famous boxers, the first guys you name are Muhammad Ali, Mike Tyson... Then you might go to like Joe Lewis or uh, Joe Frazier, uh, George Foreman, Floyd Patterson, yep, Sonny Liston, yeah, Frazier, yeah, yeah, you're right, Lennox Lewis. I mean, those are the most famous. He looks old as shit now. I ain't seen him in forever. He got interviewed during this whole Tyson Fury, Bronze Bomber like fiasco when they're like, you can just, like YouTube predictions and they'll go to every old pro boxer and someone puts a mic in their face. Yeah, I didn't know it was Lennox for a second. No hair. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just probably still whoops some ass. You know, yeah. He looks like an old man now. Yeah. He looked like, he was starting to look like an older man when he was fighting. He had a lot of gray in his beard, losing a lot of his hair. You know what I mean? As even he was still waxing dudes. Yeah. He'd also be a guy that if I found out he was cheating, I wouldn't be surprised because late in his career, his knockout power was stupid. I know. Stupid. His uppercut, man. Too big of a man to be throwing that. Yeah. He's too big of a human. You know? But uh, Tyson Fury's a fun guy. Yeah, man. He's I'll cool. be rooting for him in the rematch. I like him. I like him, man. But if you're rooting for him, you're also rooting for inactivity because if he wins, he won't fight again. He'll go away for two or three years. He may fight. You know what I mean? It's almost like Conor now. Yeah. If Conor wins a big fight. You don't expect to see him that year. Yeah. He's just going to do whatever. Yeah, I mean, how many fights are we going to get from Conor? Two. Ever. Maybe. Maybe three. For lucky. Yeah. Maybe one, maybe none. That sucks about fighting right there, man. Uh, that trend. I don't like that. Because, you know, if you were a Chuck Liddell fan, man, you got many of them, you know. Vanderlei Silva, plenty of them, you know. I mean, we're still getting them out of Carlos Condit, you know. But, you see him get beat? No, I didn't. Kiesa beat him. By submission, I see One that. arm. Did it one arm? Did Kiesa looks strong at 172, really? buddy. Yeah. Looked like that that weight did him some good. Man, Carlos has fallen so far. Yeah, and it's, it's weird because you none of it's not. Carlos is such a champion in his heart. Yeah. To watch him fight, the fighting spirit that he shows. Far be it for me to tell you your career is over. Yeah, I hear you, but it is. Someone he's talked to. Yeah. Someone that he trusts. That's not a fan just saying hyperbole. Someone on that inner circle, he's like, look, man, this isn't for you anymore. Yeah. Why, don't Not tarn- here. Don't these, tarnish it, dude. You're an all-time great. These kids are getting better every day. Yep. They grew up watching you. They're, you know, they're going to be more motivated to fight you than you are to fight them. No matter how motivated you think you are. Yeah. They're hungry. You know, and you're a name. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I mean, Cowboy are a lot alike. Yeah. In, in that respect. Both true champions in their heart. You know, they never really wore the UFC real strap, but... but. They're great, great, great fighters. That, I put both of them in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Both those fighters should be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. I love both of them. They're all-time, yeah, they're both Hall of Fame fighters. Yeah. 
it's weird. You don't necessarily have to be a champion to be a Hall of Fame fighter. In fact, just because you were a champion doesn't even make you a Hall of Fame fighter. Like, is Carla Esparza a more accomplished fighter than Carlos or Cowboy? I don't put Johnny Hendricks in. Exactly, exactly. Carlos and uh, Cowboy are much more, uh, have done more than Johnny. Uh, uh, there's a lot of guys you could say that about, you know what I mean? Um, but I use Carlos Barza because she's a champion, you know. Yeah. Uh, Joanna, you know, she's a champion who defended, but I would still think, I think Carlos and uh, Cowboy have accomplished more, you know. What they've done was huge, you know. Absolutely, man. Fucking studs. Yep. No real big fights coming up short term. There's a couple good ones coming up here in about a month, in the next month, the end of uh, January. They officially moved to UFC, goes to ESPN. We're going to start to get some big cards. I know Kane fights um, Nganu. Yeah. We'll see if Kane makes it to the fight. Yeah. But this would be a good measuring stick for Kane. Yeah. Because if he is Kane, he should maul this dude. Yep. Straight up. He should pillar to post this dude and just wear that big dude out and give him what for. But if he's not the Kane of old, he might get slept. Yep. You know what I mean? So it's, uh, it's, a, it's a weird time. And last time we saw Kane was what, against Travis Brown? Yeah. And that was, what, four years ago? It was UFC 200. Feels like five years ago. It's <laughs> UFC 232. 30 UFCs have come and gone yeah. since his last fought. He looked amazing, threw a wheel kick. Yeah. I was like, oh, didn't know he could do that. Yeah. But we haven't seen him, so, you know. Exactly, yeah. It's I don't know what to... Yeah, like you said, it's a question mark. Is what that is. Yeah, yeah, and if he's if he's if he's seventy five percent of the cane that he was, he'll maul and gone in. Yeah, but if he's not, he might go to bed. Yeah, so one way or the other, we're gonna find something out. You know, I know Ngannou didn't develop amazing cardio in this short amount of time, so if that is Kane, well, Kane shouldn't have no problem with him. Yeah. Um, Dillashaw versus Cejudo. It's another one coming up. I think uh, Dillashaw takes that one. I do too. I hope so. Hope for, I, I'm much more exciting fighter. Yeah, and and I root I, for some reason I root for him. I don't know why. I've always found myself drawn to him more than the other ones. Yeah, I think it was just that first time that he shocked the world, and then I saw him fight the perfect fight. I saw him fight a perfect fight. He did, and you're like, I didn't know he was capable of that. Yeah, he, and you seen him again. He looked a little better. Yeah, he. To go back to Nick Foles, he was like Nick Foles in that moment right there. Um, I thought he was an okay fighter, you know what I mean? But then when he beat Hannah Burrell, it was like, what the fuck? Like, it was like Nick Foles winning the Super Bowl was what yeah. TJ did beating Burrell. I just could not believe he did that. And then he did it again, and then now it's like, holy shit, he's one of the best. You know, That's what I hope happens with Nick Foles, by the way. I would I would take that. Yeah, yeah, TJ Tillichel yeah. type style. Yeah. The second TJ, time around, make it look now, a little easier. Now the you don't even time. think about it. Now TJ's... He's a, elite. He's elite. But, man, there was a time that he was a... a he seemed like a tryhard. A uh, guy that if he tries hard as he can, he might be able to get something done. I'll tell you what, the reason I probably respect him is, go back to that first fight with Burrell. We finished round four. He's up four rounds to none. So that last round, what are you expecting? Him just to get out there and kind of keep it interesting but not engage? Why would you risk it? He goes right into the fire. 
bringing the fight to him. Head kicks him and finishes him. And around where he did, shouldn't even been out there. He should yep. have just been dancing and take your victory lap. Yep. You know what I mean? There's no reason to risk it. No. There's literally no reason. You're up four rounds. There's nothing he can do inside this round other than knock you out. Yep. And to still go out there. And yeah, that's, that's championship right there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not just playing the game. No, exactly. You know what I mean? Not just playing the game. I, I, I won. I'll take <coughs> the, the decision, you know. Yeah, yeah. Nope. I'll finish him with a... With a Crazy flurry, you yep. know. And then the second one was even crazier, was even nastier. He did that at the end of the second round. Yeah, that was just all bad. You know, yeah, he turned that, that. he turned that up. He had that confidence he went in there with. Yeah. And that's another thing is you see this confidence grow every time. It you exploded see him after that one. It exploded. And it should. You know what I mean? He's, he's at the time Henry Brow was as stiff as of a test as you could get in that division. You know, he was considered the best at that yeah. time. Yeah, I tell you, I can't believe TJ beat Cody, man. Like, I, like that. I, I thought Cody was it, dude. I thought he was the man. And uh, it really surprised me. Uh, TJ fucked him up. TJ's power is sneaky. His technique's flawless, but his, his power is yeah. what's sneaky to you. Because you know he's got the technique. He's got the crazy-ass movement. His movement isn't just for show, either. Like, he's doing things in there with those, those angles. He didn't just... Switching feet just to get you to be confused. It all serves a purpose. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's, for some reason, whatever Dwayne does to TJ as far as what the patterns that they, they train, it make it clicks with Dillashaw. Yeah. Not all fighters can do that. He fights equally good left-handed as right-handed. That's it's super rare. You see yeah, you, you would have thought uh, Cowboy and Dwayne would have been a good... Yeah, from day uh, one. Yeah, evidently not. Personalities matter. Yep. They really do. Yep. Well, we got got really nothing else coming up, I guess. No, not really. And, and we usually in do. February we do. Yeah, February you got uh, Gastelum and uh, Whitaker, and Stylebender gets to fight Anderson Silva that night. Man, that's a great card, right there. That's a card I can't miss. That because Anderson, I, I've, I've been waiting to see him get outclassed by, get what he deserves. You know what I mean? I, he used to. Just, yeah, the way he used to do guys. Clown dudes. Yeah. You ain't gonna clown Israel Adesanya. Yeah. Yeah, and then Whitaker Gastelum, dude. Whitaker Gastelum is a banger, man. Yeah. It's like, yeah. What, what happens there, man? Both of those guys are amazing. They're stellar. Two of the best, man. And two of the most exciting. Two of my favorites, too. This is one of them ones where I'm like, man, it sucks. There has to be a loser. Yep. Sucks one of these guys have to lose because I love both of them. What's crazy is both of them were 170 or it came up to 185. Mm-hmm. One willfully, one unwillingly. Yeah. But uh, they're both here and they're both undeniable. You can't deny either one's title claim or shot right now. You know what I mean? So, And this, would be, this is big for Whitaker doing it on his home soil. You know, like guys like that's what their UFC, that's the reason the UFC doesn't need we're like, well, he needs to be a star in America. Not really, because they throw a lot of fights over in Australia. Yeah. If he's a huge star in Australia, it's huge for them. Yeah. Because they can just make, he only fights in Australia. Yeah. Every once in a while, make him come here. Michael Bisbee was a huge draw in the UK. Yeah. Yeah, they need that more than they need everybody to be a star in America. You need some stars in America, but not everybody has to, to click make, with the American public. Yeah. It doesn't matter if Khabib is loved by Americans. If he's loved by Russians and you do two fights a year in Russia, one in, he doesn't have to fight. Yeah. He can just be in the crowd. Yeah. go nuts. Yep. You know what I mean? It's better for business globally. And it's hard for us because we're in America, but the UFC is definitely a global sport. Uh-huh. They put as many events around the world as they do in America. Yep. And, and people go to them. We see the arena. They're full. You know? Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, I would argue it's more of a global sport than the NFL. The NFL goes to London. Are they watching the NFL in Japan? They're watching UFC in Japan, you know? Yeah, true. That Are is true. Are they watching the NFL in, in Dagestan? They're definitely watching it, the UFC. Yeah. We know that they got yeah. the, one of the best. They got the best. They got probably the best fighter. You, you start making a case for Khabib right now. Being the man, dude. Like, over John, uh, over Demetrius, obviously. Khabib, uh, I, now that DJ has fallen... And John's so murky, Khabib could kind of be the guy, right? I mean, yeah. he's better than Khabib right now. The only thing that goes against Khabib's activity. Yeah. He doesn't lose. He never loses. He doesn't lose, but he just isn't active enough to get you. That's the thing that fighters kind of miss out on is you don't have to fight every three months like Cowboy, but you got to stay relevant. Yeah. You know what I mean? To stay in the, if you want to capture the public's eyes. Yeah. you got to fight every, at least twice a year. You want to try to fit three in if you can. You know what I mean? Just to... To be that guy who's always, it's always exciting, you know, like, the 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 rise to someone getting a belt, when you see him, and every time, it's like, when Connor's on his way up, how exciting was that, man? It was the and best. And he was fighting frequently, it wasn't like, yes. you know, that was, was, the, that was part of it, though. It, it was the best stretch of MMA of ever, for me. I think you're right, though. Uh, th- that stretch was amazing, uh, it, it elevated the other fights for some reason, too, like, like, I don't know. That and just... it was the last thing UFC handled correctly. Yeah. Because, like, the second this fight would be over, within two weeks you'd have another fight announcement and something to look forward to. Yeah, I Press conferences, the whole thing. I couldn't get enough of it, dude. I mean, I was just ODing on it at that time, man. Like, I could not get enough MMA. Uh, just I consumed it 24-7 back then, man. Like, like, it was a legit question. Like, NFL or MMA? You know, I was like, man, don't make me pick. You yeah. know? It's, it's no, it's not even close. Not even close for me. Yeah, not even close. Like I would. Never. I don't even think Connor could capture that magic again. I know, because um, the mystique. He's, he's become he's, too big. Yeah, and he's been he's lost too. Uh, that took the Nate Diaz took a chunk of it, and then the, the Khabib took a huge chunk of it. The mystique was when he hadn't lost yet, and he was talking all that shit, and he just kept doing it, man. That made it just ridiculous when it. He just kept doing it over and over, man. Like he just kept up in the ante, uh, up in the ante. He kept coming out on top, and it was yeah. like, what the fuck? And he fought so frequently, it kept it kept yeah. us fans in a frenzy because we, we couldn't get. But you would, you hadn't lost your excitement from his previous fight before they announced the next one, and then it was just like the excitement just built with every time, is and every time seemed like a bigger test. Yeah, it? you know what I mean. It was they did that correctly. Now, like. They got a couple guys they could do that with. Is he? Israel Asani is one yeah. they could definitely do that with. Sean O'Malley is another one they could do that with. You know what I mean? If he's got to build them correctly. Yeah. You know? and, but these guys also have to take care of business. Yeah. If you don't take care of business, none of that other shit even matters. You could, they could say North cut you to death. Put all the resources in so you get all the cameras in your face. But if you, not even just win, you got to go there and perform yeah. to get the public, to win the public. You know what I mean? It's like Gladiator. You got to win the crowd first, but Yeah. Yeah, you know, people didn't give a shit about Chuck Liddell for years. Yeah, until he won the crowd. Yep, that's true, man. They pushed Tito. They didn't push Chuck. They pushed Tito for a reason. Tito won the crowd for quicker. Mm-hmm. With the Tito won the crowd for flipping off the lines. Then I mean that's what Scott and looking Ruck, different. Looked different. Uh, he he wore cool shirts. Uh, Tito had a cool attitude. Uh, 
like he beat Guy Mesger and he wore a shirt that said Gay Mesger is my bitch and put it on yeah. after he just beat the fuck out of him and then that's uh he flipped off the whole lines then the whole deal like that was uh yeah. he had a gimmick yeah and it was at the height of Stone Cold you know what I mean yeah uh, it's huge it was dude that was at the height of of being an asshole kind of you know yeah. that that uh we're gonna switch gears real quick uh PFL started this the, the former uh, World Series of Fighting is called PFL now and they've been doing these million million dollar tournaments. Do you remember a fighter by the name of uh, Sean O'Connell, uh, the real OC, the, the, light heavyweight? Did he? Uh, does he got a Sean O'Connell? He does. Did he do that comedy shit with Ariel? Not sure. Is he goofball? Yeah, he's super goofball. Yes. He hosts a radio show. I know who he is. Okay. He just won a PFL million dollar fight. He beat uh, Vinny Magalhaes. Vinny Magalhaes. Magalhaes. Yeah. Beat him for the and then retired on the spot. That's a feel good story if you ever heard uh, one. I would too. You know what I mean? Win a million dollar check and then bounce. So it was a pretty good feel good thing. Man. Yeah, man. He's a, he's considered a good dude. You know what I mean? He just got washed out of the UFC and then went went and cashed out. Yeah, yeah. He's got that personality, kind of like that punter. Uh, but goofy yeah, or yeah, not as McAfee. cool. McAfee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that goofball. Did, did you hear McAfee get to call an NFL game this week? No. He did. He got to call. He called a college game a couple weeks ago. And he was it's hilarious, dude. But uh, he did an NFL game. He did Packers and Lions. And during that game, Matt Prater threw a touchdown. He loses it. McAfee, yeah. For the brand. That's a yeah, kicker. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know, man. I, somebody throw that dude a boatload of money and get him, get him on a broadcast team. Yeah. But that being said, it'll be the Joe effect. When Joe's like, when a corporation owns you, you got to tone everything else down. Yeah. So everything Pat's doing behind the scenes now, he's not going to be able to cuss like that. He's not going to be able to talk, say super controversial things. If you also plan on putting an NBC jacket on and or I whatever. Dude, I think Joe has toned way down, dude. Yes, yes. I've been noticing that a lot. Yeah, dude. Is Joe it, toes the line. Joe doesn't say things that are going to ruffle feathers anymore. He used to not give a fuck, man. Yeah. He used to say, fuck him, dude, but Joe's getting too big. <laughs> the podcast is getting too big. He's corporate, you know, like, well, even a Joe. Lot of, a lot of those sponsors, man, they're paying a lot of money for him yep. to talk to people. Yep. Yeah, Joe's getting more and more, like, his guests have become, they used to be Joey Diaz once a month. You know what I mean? Uh, Ari often, Duncan often. Yeah, he's got now he's getting Stephen Tyler. Dude, Kanye's coming on. He announced. Yeah, it. you know Kanye. Be, saying, I don't want to give a shit about him. But that'll be huge. It will be huge, but I don't care either. Uh, uh, you know. I'll watch the little five minute highlight they post. Yep. Up about at the end of the, the week. most interesting parts of it. Yeah, I hardly ever listen to Joe's podcast anymore. Uh, the whole episode ever. Yeah, did the Granted, Bill, in Bill his football Burrow season, and, so yeah. that eats up. Dude, 85% of the media I consume is about one subject, you know. Oh, they uh, fired Jimmy Smith. Oh, yeah? Why? Well, they terminated his contract. They're not going to renew him. He's Just didn't like him, huh? Apparently, but I don't think, I think they're short-sighted. They're going to have to have someone in place for when Joe does say, I'm done, done, and that's happening. Yeah, I don't get that. Why would they do that? And now that fucked Jimmy Smith over because is Bellator going to want him back after they, he belled on him? No, they belled on him. They oh, Bellator did too? Yeah, yeah. Well, wow, he must just be a fucking asshole. Behind then. the scenes? Something. There's no way two big companies bell on a smart guy, dude, who yeah. 
good at his job, there's got to be something more to this. That... I know that someone's like, well, he'll just go to one. I don't know, because one has Michael Chavello. And if there's ever been someone who was born to commentate a Japanese program, it's Michael Chavello, yeah. dude. He's the most animated. Oh, announcer. dude, he's crazy, man. <laughs> yeah, he's Mario Ronaldo style of explosive, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And not corny, though. He's cool, you yeah, know? Yeah, Chevelle's a... But he has that, like, Mauro will fucking just lose it, like, you know what I mean? Scream at the top of his lungs, you know what I mean? Um, Mike Goldberg used to do, but it was different, not the way, like, you know what I mean? Like, he would, it would he always said the same old stuff. Mauro doesn't, you, you don't know what he's going to say. No, no, you know, I'm sure just, he doesn't know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> My Mike Goldberg said the same shit. It is all over, you yeah. know, like it, and it's all over. It was, a, you know, just oh, how many times did you hear that? Now I got used to it, and I liked it, you know. Yeah, so because you get you get used to what you you know what you know. Yeah, I well, I don't know why they got rid of Mike Goldberg. Also, something must be going on behind the scenes because he was there forever. Yeah, maybe he just wanting too much money to stay, and they just declined, decided to go with the younger talent. He's better than, I don't know, man. Anik's good at his job, but Anik don't have a classic voice. Yeah, he don't. Goldberg's got a classic yeah. voice. He's not as knowledgeable as Anik. No. Anik's very knowledgeable. And he's not smooth. Goldberg fucked a lot of shit yeah, up. Yeah, he, yeah. he fucked a lot of stuff up and said a lot of wacky stuff, man. He would say stuff. Like, there's a whole, like, the worst. Yeah, yeah, of, you can. Yeah, you can YouTube that. Yeah. Did you see any of the stuff that happened in uh, Rising over the weekend? No, I don't know nothing about that. Floyd fought t uh, Tension Nakamura, Tension something. Floyd who? Mayweather. Fought, fought in Ryzen? But in a boxing match. It's supposed to be a three-round exhibition. The kid looked amazing on pads, too. He got lit the fuck up. Yeah. Floyd beat the shit out of him in one round. TKO'd him, knocked him out three times. Went right at him. I mean, it was like feeding a lamb to a lion. It was, like, weird. Yeah. It's like, yeah. And he made, I think... Per second, one hundred eighty thousand dollars per second. That for that fight, he wouldn't get paid big, big money, so he got it over with real quick. Yeah, you know what he would make in his normal sixty million dollars that he would, you know, the yeah, base long. Should hundred. This, this is as low as I fight. You know, what I, I mean? know one hundred eighty thousand a second. <laughs> He's out there doing work, but he finished it within two minutes. I mean, but he he worked that that poor kid didn't stand it. It was weird. They just the kid's supposedly an amazing kickboxer too, and but. He, they let him fight Floyd Mayweather yeah. in a boxing match. The Japanese are crazy. Oh, dude, that's you're right. The just, Japanese will do anything. He man. just did that to that poor kid. And well, I, did, I watched him hit the pads. Like, oh, this kid's skilled. He's fast. Yeah. None of, none of that pad work mattered when yeah. Floyd Mayweather was standing in front of him. Yeah, Japanese, man. I've seen a uh, little tiny ass one, I mean, probably a 135er fight Butterbean. Like, literally fought Butterbean. He was trying to drop kick Butterbean in the kneecaps, you know what I mean? Yeah. I can't remember who it was. It wasn't Takanori Gomi, but it was somebody little like that. They put an know? exhibition on once. It was Shinya versus Fedor. Yeah, Shinya Aoki versus Fedor. It was an exhibition. They wasn't like a sanctioned match, but yeah. Mm -hmm. Seeing Gagard fight Fedor in the same same exact situation. Yeah. Where they roll around, one person throws something, one person throws something. They get the crowd, you know. It's, yeah. It's some basic bullshit, you know, but... Uh, they're all about spectacle, man. Yeah, they They're all are. about that spectacle. Yep. All right, well, man, that brings us to the end of this podcast, man. It's been a while. We had a lot yeah. to go over, a lot of shit to mull over. So, All right, guys, hope you like it. Hopefully we come back at you next week and 
keep it on the regular. All right, peace. Peace.